0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up... The latest episode of 21 Questions, a Q&A style show covering whatever our subscribers feel like hearing about. And it's presented by Macadoodles, your one-stop shop for beer, wine, and spirits. Now in Kansas City, the latest episode of 21 Questions begins now.
2: What's up, Teach Kingdom? Welcome into this week's edition of 21 Questions, presented by our good friends at MacAdoodles. I am Tucker Franklin, joined by a very special guest today. Very happy to be joined by Charles Goldman. You know him on Twitter, at Charles, uh, not at Charles. If you I mean, Charles you Goldman, can, you'll you find him. <laughs> you can add Charles. A little behind the curtain here, we spent like five minutes before this talking about Charles' Twitter handle, and I immediately messed it up. <laughs> um, so that is a, a great start to the podcast. At Gold MCT NFL, I wrote it down and I still messed it up. Charles, how are you doing today? Not off to a strong start. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. I love. Uh, I love
3: getting the opportunity to do these. These are always fun.
2: Do the old podcast circuit too. I see. Uh, doing a doing a few podcasts. Uh, and we were talking before the before this podcast started. Not a lot of content going on for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, kind of a dry spell here before we hit the NFL draft, which obviously a big time for us here, at KC Sports Network. Got a lot of plans in the works. Um, so very excited to talk about those things. But uh, Charles, uh, how how it's been a minute since you've been on Twenty One Questions. Um, I, we got a lot of questions. Are you ready to go? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's bring it. Bring them on. Let's uh. Let's see. What? I bet we got some some tough ones. We got some. Yeah. Big- I do. We're going to have some tough ones. We're going to start, we've got some serious football questions, which I'm sure is why everyone tuned in. And we've got some not-so-serious questions, which is why I am on the podcast, to answer those questions. But uh, let's start with uh, Cheddar Bob, B-A-W-B, on the Discord. Hey, and if you want to ask questions for these, these are all coming from the KCSN Discord. You can become a subscriber, a premium subscriber to the KCSN Substack, where you're going to get a... a article from charles you're going to get some premium film content some analytics stuff uh from in our, our uh, sub stack right to your email every morning you can go find that link in the description or go to kcsn.substack.com no matter how hard elon musk is trying to suppress Substack, <laughs> we will prevail charles right, so first question uh this is from cheddar bob if the league were to do another expansion and the rules are just like the 2002 expansion leave five players from the current roster unprotected can can't be kicker or punter can't be entering free agency. Only one player with more than 10 years experience and only one player that was placed on IR can be on each team's list of unprotected. Who are you leaving unprotected for the Kansas City Chiefs? And who would you pluck from the other? Uh, and who would you pluck from the Super Bowl champs? Um, who would I
3: leave unprotected? He didn't mention long snappers. So James you're 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 unprotected. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, tough one. Uh, Yeah, uh, who would I grab from the Super Bowl champions if uh, if they were left unprotected? Then, um, you know, uh, it'd probably have to be like one somebody on one of the lines. I think Uh, he built through the trenches, so Mm -hmm. you know, maybe like a Mike Dana or something like that. Um, yeah. But I feel like that would be a good
2: grab if, if I was a team starting the, the expansion drafts. The, the expansion draft rules are uh, very interesting. We've, we've had expansion drafts in several other sports since the NFL had an expansion draft, right? 2002 was the last right. time, according to Cheddar Bob, uh, when this last one was uh, was done. I think they just had one in the MLS, and they've done a lot of different uh, expansion rules with unprotected players and that. But it's it it seems like every uh, every expansion draft is just like, you protect the guys you want to protect and then it's like, who's left leaves unprotected. Like it's, right. it's one of those situations of like, okay, we need to protect Patrick Mahomes and Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. And then whoever's left after that is, is kind of who gets left. It's, this is the vibe that I get from these expansion okay. drafts. I, I remember there was a
3: couple of years back, there's the NHL uh, expansion mm-hmm. draft. Um, I remember I, I, I did an article about who I would protect and whatnot, kind of comparing it, uh, the different rules, but I, I can't remember for the life of me um you know who i left unprotected <laughs> I, i'm sure it was you know a couple couple guys who were just you know hadn't quite yet hit their stride yeah. you know maybe like a michael hardman or something like that um but yeah i mean he you when you're dealing with something like that obviously you got to protect the, the top-notch players but i mean i i think usually there's some decisions that might be made financially too. You yeah, know, think yeah. about the NFL finances are right at the top. Um, so, you know, maybe there's a guy that you're, you know, we say protect Chris Jones. Well, you know, if they're not going to extend him, maybe they don't protect him. Right. 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 Yeah. So,
2: I, I, I mean, that's just one thing that could happen. But, you know, I mean, hypothetical. Very much so. I would love to see another NFL expansion. I'd love to get some more teams uh, in the league, maybe some other cities that are deserving of an NFL franchise. And obviously the more teams, the more talent dispersion there is. The NFL's at a good spot parity-wise anyway, so I don't know if they necessarily need to uh, do that for the in- in- sake of parity. Um, now, we know the NFL loves money, and that would give yes. more money. Um, and they've proven that they love money. Uh, here's the next question here. Uh, Charles, this is from Brad C. In honor of the KCSN draft guide being released this week, what is your favorite mock draft machine to use? Hmm. Um, I I use like all these all.
3: Yeah. Uh, so when I do my mock drafts, I I create like a composite. Um, so I'll go through it. I will I won't actually pick. I'll just let the mock draft machine run. Um, and usually I'll keep them at you know whatever their like base settings are. I'll let it run and then I'll make like a tally of what players are available uh, in a certain range. Right. Um, and then if a player is available a certain amount of times to say like players are available more than five times at, at pick 31, I'm going to consider them an option for me when I go through for a mock draft. So um, yeah, I, I, I like to use all of them. I, I, um, I know there are some different ones that, that are, Uh, different experiences because you can there's something that you have to pay to to use right um i know i think like i think pff just went to like a a premium type of style where uh, i think you have to like subscribe to do more than four rounds or something like that to be a pff subscriber um but i i i think like I, i i probably most recently, enjoyed the um, NFL mock draft database uh, simulator. I think it's like the cleanest experience. There's not a lot of ads. I don't get it crashing a lot. Um, it's easy to like, you know, use on mobile or on um, a PC. So for sure. that's that's where I'm at with that one.
2: When uh, Jordan Foote and I back in the day, we used to do our uh, our mock drafts for the old Ruffing the Kicker podcast. That's what we used was the mock draft database. Uh, we talked to the guy who kind of runs it there and kind of got a little bit behind the scenes of his idea. And the concept of the website, I think, is a good idea, too, because it's something that I always like to do. Or I always, I would always do leading up to the draft, right, is I would look at all these mock drafts and I'd put them down. It's like, OK, where is basically kind of what you're saying of like a composite of like where... It's where where experts have the chiefs going like where they have them picking he does that already on the website you can go there and it's got all the box listed it's got the favorite players of the, the the experts have had that's a really cool site to go to and just kind of poke around I like using that one I didn't know the Pff went premium yet because I haven't used it this year um and I think the draft network the draft network has one too that that I, I've seen people use and people like but the the one that I mainly use is uh that uh, mock draft database and it's more and more than just uh, football I think over there now too I think they do hockey mock drafts they do basketball and uh, so if you are interested in any kind of drafting you can go over to the mock draft database and do that um, yeah very cool and if you don't have the KCSN draft guide yet it's not too late still plenty of time before the draft the draft guide did release on Wednesday you can now get that for twelve ninety-nine in the link in the description. Go to that and go grab the draft guide. Great piece of content. I believe I
3: it, it it comes with uh, does it come with three months of the sub
2: stack as well? And I think it does. <laughs> it does. So I mean that's a that's a killer deal. It's a bargain because listen, as people know, I'm not good at math, but I can do the math pretty easily. Three months of that substack is if you're paying monthly, that's fifteen bucks right there. Yeah. Um and not only are you getting it for twelve ninety nine, but you're also getting the draft guide, which is three hundred I believe three pages um of premium draft content on top of that. So you can be prepared for uh, literally all three days of the draft. Um you will you will be prepared, you will know these names that, that we will that they'll be uh, that the chiefs will be selecting. So make sure to go check that out. Uh really good, really good. I've gotten to read through it in the articles that Matty, Craig and, and Ken have put all in there. That's uh some very good stuff. Very good stuff. All right, here is a question from Squintino. How many round one prospects would you be excited for if the Chiefs got them at 31, Charles?
3: That's a good question. Quite quite a few. Yeah, Um, yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I probably have about, like, anywhere from 18 to 21 players who I consider, like, true round one grades. Um, But I, I, I... I like this draft class. I think that uh, you know, I think that we're definitely uh we're definitely going to see quite a few good players in that first round and and beyond it. And um I don't know, I mean I mean I think there are going to be some options available at 31 that yeah. maybe we're not expecting right now, um because there's always some strange things that happen. I mean, we're we're hearing kind of the hype right now about um uh Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker going in the first round. Mm-hmm. So that's potentially five quarterbacks in the in the first round, that's good news for Kansas City. Yes. And then, you know, if you get some interior offensive linemen going in the first round, you get a couple of tight ends going in the first round, all of a sudden it's going to push down some of those edge rushers, some of those offensive tackles, you know, uh it, it, it's going to open up some possibilities for for Kansas City that, you know, maybe we're not really considering right now.
2: That's a really good point, and I I think they talked about it even on the KC Laboratory on on Thursday. There are some options, too, that I, I think even a tackle. I don't tackle. They're probably not trading up for a tackle right now, but there could be some opportunities, Charles, as you mentioned, if there is a run on quarterbacks, if there's a run on tight ends, maybe uh, I any mean, of the safety classes and all that good. But I mean, if Brian, if if they do a run on everything else, and Brian Branch is the guy that the Chiefs are left with, I'm going to be okay with that. Yeah, you know, uh, there's a, there's a lot of guys that I think that the Chiefs can kind of let the board play out. If they don't like it, you know, trade back or trade trade out, trade up if they want to. If they really have a guy, that, that's what I want to see the Chiefs do. If they have their guys trade up, I think that would right. be fun. I don't really anticipate ten picks is a lot of picks. Um, especially after making that many a year ago and having all of them make the roster, essentially, so that's that's really tough for them to fit ten ten more rookies on this roster. But I mean, there's offensive linemen there that you know talk about Anton Harrison. That's a guy that if he falls to the Chiefs at 31 and they take him at 31, I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, there's there's a lot of guys right right there. Like Darnell Wright, I think is another one. Um, there's some wide receivers too, Quentin Johnson. If he gets a 31, I know some people. A little weary about his catch or drop percentage, and rightfully so. But I think he's shown that he could be a big body wide receiver, a little bit opposite of what the Chiefs have uh, right now. So um, I, there's, there's a lot of guys there that I'm just kind of interested to see how that board falls. And if the board falls in the way that that is good for the Chiefs, I think you'll see them stand, stand pat and just kind of take best player available. And that was a point that... I, I believe it was either Kent or Maddie. I think it was Maddie that brought it up that the Chiefs, their top 30 visits are all over the place, right? They're not one specific position. They uh, might be trying to blow some smoke, but I mean, it, it really just seems that they're trying to go best player available at 31.
3: Yeah.
2: And, you know, if,
3: uh, if someone falls a little bit, you know, into, into that like top 20, you know, top of, top of, you know, pick 20 to like mid 20s range think they could probably consider moving up i saw yeah. a, a mock draft uh yesterday from my colleague jeff risden um at draft wire and yeah. he had uh broderick jones uh georgia offensive tackle falling to number 26 and the chiefs traded up to get broderick yeah. jones i i don't know if that's a, a strong likelihood you know but it, it's interesting because you know a lot of people consider a guy like broderick jones like maybe top tackle off the board maybe he's you know second tackle off the board but I isn't what if that's Darnell Wright or um you know Parrish Johnson Jr. or one, one of these other guys you know kind of pops in there and starts to push him down and maybe teams haven't done their homework on him uh-huh. um, and all of a sudden you, you got a guy that you really like who's available around then I mean it's kind of like what happened with that with Trent McDuffie right i had- he's sort sure of like we didn't think he was going to be available he was there they knew where they had to go up to to get him right they knew what teams were kind of interested in him so uh yeah you know, i think um i, I think it, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out but the, the there's so many different things that can happen um which is why i love this part of the year because we get to explore all of those right all the different possibilities and then you know we got to get to see it unfold
2: and it never goes as anyone no. expects it the the Raiders will probably draft a guy who's projected in the fourth round, in the first round. Right. Uh,
3: Someone told me a minute that maybe they're they're interviewing uh, this this kid from Florida. You know, they got you know the the quarterback. They got Jimmy G in there. Maybe they're trying to get the kid from Florida to play tight end or something. <laughs> you know,
2: right? They're going to do something. Uh, you you always know. You can always bank on it. With the with the, the Raiders are going to do something that will make you scratch your head. Um. <laughs> That was a different regime, but who cares? Uh, it doesn't fit our narrative here. Here's another draft question here for you, Charles. I think this one's really interesting. This is from Nike Patriots DEO, Denny. Would you be more surprised if our first round pick was a safety or a tight end? Um,
3: I think I'd be more surprised if it were a safety. Uh, and, and the only reason is that, like, I look at the room right now and, you know, you got Justin Reed in there. You've got Brian Cook, who was a second-run pick last year. Uh, you've got Mike Edwards, who's ball hawk, free agent signing. And then you bring back DM Bush, who's kind of like your special teams guy mm-hmm. and whatnot, and played backup last year. And obviously, you're, you're going to make some additions there for camp and whatnot, but like that room feels kind of set. So if you're, if you're bringing a guy in, you're potentially pushing one of those guys out. Probably not going to push out Edwards because of his contract. So, pushing out Bush, who's a guy that we know Tobe likes. He played the second most special team st- snaps on the team last year, right? So, uh, that would be a tough one for me. And you know, it's been a while since they've carried more than four safeties on the roster. That seems like the sweet spot. So, like if you are drafting a safety, he's got to be someone who can do a lot. So, it's got to be someone who can also probably play at least play slot. Um play both the safety spots i mean you know maybe they're looking at the guy out of AM, uh antonio johnson he can play everywhere i think he could probably play corner too like outside he's got the length and size um you know good great tackler which spags loves in his cornerbacks um i mean that's a guy that you could really play anywhere in the defensive secondary but i mean we we also know that like the secondary is probably the Biggest strength of this defense right now, yeah. Uh, uh, going into this next year, so I, I feel like tight end. Um, w- I'd be more surprised by safety. I think tight end would would make a little bit more sense, even with you know how the tight end room is. Uh, but you know, we know that the Chiefs have learned to use two tight ends, three tight ends. They even have learned to use four tight ends. Yeah. in certain formations. So, um, I think there's probably more room to add a tight end. Um, and, and potentially push, you know, one of those guys that they brought back out. Maybe it's like L or, you know, maybe, uh, maybe they look to trade somebody. Maybe, you know, they see hey you know, Fortson, look, we've worked to develop you. And maybe he's the guy who, who gets traded. Maybe it's Noah Gray. Who knows? Yeah. So, um, it, it, it I I think, you know, you grab, you grab a tight end, um, at 31 and you don't know, look back in that type of situation.
2: There's a lot of good tight ends in this draft, too. You talk about uh, Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame, or Washington out of Georgia, uh, the kid from Utah, Dalton... Uh, Kincaid. Kincaid, there we go. I almost said Schultz, and I was like, that's a kid I went to high school with. That's not <laughs> his name. Um, but uh, there's a lot of guys, too, and we talked about it earlier. A run on tight ends helps the Chiefs kind of make their decision. If they do, maybe you want to trade up and get a tight end. I know there's some people who are kind of against that, but that's nothing against Travis Kelsey, right? If they're going to take a tight end in the first round, that's not an indictment on Travis Kelsey. I think some, right. sometimes people think that, but
3: out of anything, it's a move to help extend his career. Right, take out some of the workload. You know, use him. Um, you know, in in the key situations, and you know, maybe have another guy who can kind of replicate his skill set uh, for for different situations.
2: Hundred percent. And so that's. I don't think I'd be surprised by tight end at all. Honestly, I think if they went tight end, I'd say okay, that reasoning is solid. Makes sense. Safety is a little bit more of a, as you mentioned. That room is kind of crowded you don't want too many cooks in the kitchen there uh Brian Branch is a guy that you know is the top probably the top of the safety in this class but the safety class isn't as deep I, I shouldn't say a, a high-end safety class isn't as deep as it has been in years past um you know there's going to be a video breakdown of uh, Sean Barber and Kent Swanson breaking down uh Brian Branch and he's a guy who is pretty versatile uh, he's a he's a guy who can make some plays on a ball so he'd be a guy that I'd like to see in a Spagnuolo defense like I think he when, when watching his highlights it's just like okay this guy looks like a Kansas City Chief like he looks like a guy that would be in the Chief's defense I wouldn't be upset with Brian Branch I wouldn't be upset with the kid from m either uh, there's a couple guys there that i I could justify I'd be okay with but I do think that safety would be a little bit more of a surprise and in, in terms of the question I think I'd be a little bit more surprised to say with safety at the time to to play you know devil's advocate a little bit here and maybe it's not such a
3: surprise right we got oh, yeah. we, we we've got um uh <laughs> well, We've got the fellow Reed, who is coming up on what, year three of his deal will be next year. Yeah. You can you have an out here in that contract. You can get out of his deal if, if it's not working out, if you don't think he's the player true. that you thought he was. So maybe, you know, they're thinking towards the future. They're like, Hey, yeah, we're gonna need some money in twenty twenty four. We can get rid of Reed. We can draft a, a young safety and we can have our future set up so that maybe we can pay Lajarius Sneed or yeah, you know, some someone who someone else who's coming up in free agency. Yeah, uh, you know, eventually maybe that, that's
2: what leads to the re-signing of Chris Jones. You never know. You never know. Yeah. yeah, lots of different possibilities. Chiefs have set themselves up good to not be in a spot where they need to take a position in the first round, which is always, always a good goal to have. And you know what is a good goal to have, uh, Charles, is taking a break right now. So we're going to take a break, and then we'll be right back after this.
1: You're listening to KC Sports Network. We'll be right back after this.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
2: Welcome back into 21 Questions. I'm here hanging out with my guy, Charles Goldman. Uh, we're answering your questions from the KCSN Discord. You can get access to that by being a premium subscriber to the KCSN Substack. This podcast is, of course, brought to you by Mac Noodles, our wonderful friends down in Lee Summit. You can go catch out their location there if you're in the Kansas City area or down south They're Southern Missouri, Arkansas area. They're down everywhere there, so make sure to go check them out. A phenomenal liquor store experience um charles you're gonna be in kansas city for the draft i gotta ask you where are you going to be eating oh. in- <laughs> everywhere yeah, right, <laughs> um, right, right.
3: no i mean uh i whenever i come to kansas city i i always like have to hit like a bunch of different barbecue spots yeah i always start with like gates because that's just my like classic go-to love their sauce um and, and you know um, we'll, we'll just see kind of where, where things, uh, things take us. I don't know. I've Absolutely. heard good things about chef J barbecue. Um, um, I know the chiefs wire guys, I think we're doing, there's like a Thai barbecue fusion re- restaurant called buck buck Tui, I think is what it's called. Hmm. And, uh, I've heard good things and yeah, I spent some time in Thailand, uh, uh when I was in high, uh, when I was in college rather. And, uh, I, I love. I love Thai food, so that kind of that piqued my interest, and I'm
2: like, I'm I gotta try it, gotta try it. So ah, That sounds really good. Um, Jordan and Ken just had a Chef J Barbecue the other day. Uh-huh. Chef J Barbecue out at the K. Out at the K. Uh, so I had it when I was out at, at Kaufman watching the Royals put up zero runs. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, drank more beers than they had runs. I had more beer bats than the Royals had runs. I mean, I with that, I'm sure you'd let, rather see the score of runs, but I mean, those beer bats look kind of tasty. They were pretty slick. I'm not going to lie, $28 for it, it's a kind of a steep price, but I justified it as like, it's probably two beers. That's probably how much you'd spend for two beers anyway, and you get a really cool cup to go with it.
3: Yeah, it's nice, nice little, uh, you know, something you can... Bring back and put back in our little shrines that we have. Like,
2: oh, <laughs> yeah. you got you got yours back there too. You can throw them back there. Just put it up there. Need to get like a bat stand. Put it on top of the yep. bookshelf. That's a really bad uh, audio gag, though. If you're not watching this on the YouTube video, you should be. But go uh, be right up there. I put it. I took it to our KCSN office. This is where I have it right now. Okay. So it'll show up in the background of the video. I'm sure. Uh, regardless, but we got another question from uh, Nike Patriots D E O Denny. Ah, uh, which of the four majors in golf would you most want to play in? If you pick a rotating one, you can choose your course. Charles, are you a big golf fan? I, you know, uh, not as much as I should be. I feel bad because my my
3: grandfather was a big big golf fan, big golfer, and I just never really I, I never really
2: got into it too much. Okay. So uh, I golfed a little bit in high school. I dabble I dabble in the trade. I really like the U.S. Open. Obviously, the Masters is I think the layup answer there, but I'll go. I'll I'll exclude the Masters there because it's like it's really interesting that both golf and like NASCAR have their Super Bowls at the beginning of the season. You know, like like uh, I think that's an interesting, a kind of quirk in their schedule. But the Masters is obviously a good one. But I like the U.S. Open, and I'd play it at a oh gosh, the one in Pennsylvania, the course there that I'm gonna have to look up because I can't remember. You know what's even worse about this, Charles? What? Is, is I've been there. I've been, I've been to the. I went to the U.S. Open when it was in uh the, this golf course. Uh, well, I mean it 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 clearly left a uh, uh, an impact on you, just like not a strong enough one for you to remember. Right. It was Oakmont Country Club, is what it was. Yeah, Oakmont Country Club in 2016. I was at that one. That was the one that Dustin Johnson, uh, hit just an absolutely beautiful striped ball on the uh, 18th fairway. Right next to the pin, I was I was standing on that that 18th green there on the on the final day at Oakmont Country Club. It's very cool experience, um, to be at a at a uh, golf tournament. is is very interesting. Um, but it, yes, the U.S. Open is what I would choose at Oakmont. That course, the the church pew bunkers, everything about it is is very uh very pristine. All right, yeah. Let's go with oh, here we go. This is from Craig. Make sure to follow him on Twitter, actually, by the way, at Craig underscore KCSN. He's back on Twitter. Okay. Different Twitter account, at Craig underscore KCSN. Craig is great. Uh, he said, will Tucker accumulate enough beer bats for us all to drink out of our own during the draft? <laughs> it's possible. I can do my darndest. If anyone wants to support my uh, beer bat fund, they can DM me on Twitter. Um, I don't know if I can afford that many <laughs> beer bats. we really all going to drink out many? 20, $28 a pop, that could get kind of crazy it gets a little expensive, or I just get in a connection where they just give me the bats. Yeah, uh, but no, it, yeah, can't be selling that many of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I was at the game. There, my they said there was ten thousand people there. There's no shot. There was ten thousand. I looked up. Yeah. I think they included like all the like the people like working there. Yeah, <laughs> and like the press up in the press box. <laughs> <laughs> they counted literally physical physical human beings in the building. Uh, yeah, I looked it up after but It was like it was like a cold. April night game. So it was it was kind of chilly. So I was and I when I pulled up to the stadium I actually thought, Oh no, did the game get canceled? Like did <laughs> it did it get moved? Because there was like no one there. And I was like looking on Twitter and I was like, Oh no, it's just there's just nobody here. There was like twenty minutes for first pitch. So it's disappointing, but uh yeah. Ten thousand people, it's more like four thousand by the time that everything was said and done. But um all right, this was for Matthew mcdabb who is a player at a non-position of need that you couldn't pass up if you were the Chiefs at 31, Charles? Non-position of need? Yeah. Dang. I don't know. Like, I don't yeah. know if there's a
3: such thing, to be honest with you. Right, right. Um, really, the only non-position of need I could think of is, like, quarterback, yeah. Yeah. right? Um, <laughs> so who's the quarterback I couldn't pass up? At 31. At, at 31, um anthony richardson that'd be fun to like develop him behind the homes and then like just trade him for a boatload of draft picks that'd be cool uh but hey yeah. yeah i don't know i thought it's that that's not gonna happen um who who couldn't i uh okay i'll say non-position of need we don't need a running back i will, i don't think i could pass up Bijan robinson right if you pull a at 31 um like this is a guy that everybody's talking about like generational type of talent at the running back position pair generational talent at running back with generational talent at quarterback both texas guys like that that that's appealing there's an appeal there um i i i know that you know <laughs> after the clyde situation yeah running back with that first round pick is not like super uh uh appealing to to the fan base and there's probably uh better ways you could you could spend that pick or, or that's probably the predominant thought, but I, I, yeah, I don't think
2: I could pass up that one. It's a good one. The Bijan's a good one. Um, non-position of need. I, I'm starting to think maybe like, there's not like a, a, a high interior guy, right? I think that maybe people have talked a lot about Skronsky. If you want to move him maybe to which I don't think he will be like, that could be something that you could talk about if Skronsky was there. Um, yeah, there's. I I think that the Bijan's probably the best one there. I I think that, that would be the guy. And man, Chiefs fans would hate that. You, you yeah. know, the Chiefs fans would not be stoked about that. But if Bijan gets to thirty one, you're just you're looking around the room. You're thinking like, wait, do we actually like? Is this real? Like, yeah. I, I mean, they'd hate it because two, one, there's
3: just so, there's so much love for for Pacheco right now. Um, yeah. But man, I mean, those two, you know, giving Mahomes that arsenal in in, in the backfield. Um, to kind of take some of the pressure off, that would be that'd be that'd be a smart, I think, a smart move for for you know, long term, long run type of
2: situation there. Absolutely. This uh, next question is from Kent uh, Swanson. Kent Swanson asks us, which known top thirty invite do you want to be a chief the most? I already know off the top of my head, Quentin Johnson. I want to see that guy in Chiefs uniform. I like him. Maybe I'm a little bit biased because I was a very big fan of the TCU offense, TCU this year. But it seemed like every time T.C. needed a big play, that guy was there. Um, yep. I know that sometimes he does maybe body catch a little bit, doesn't catch it out in front of him. Some things he, that I think can't be developed. But um disappeared I... a little bit, though, right, in the national title game. So yeah, that's... that whole offense disappeared, yep. though, in the national title game. Um, so uh, there was a bit of, of, of some concern with with that, as you're saying, Charles, but... I do think that that's a guy that I think there's a lot of a lot of things that you can't coach with him already. And I think there are some things that he can develop and get better. With.
3: Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with like a late round guy and I'm going to just let my bias completely show here. Uh, I'm I'm a New Mexico Lobos and I lived in Albuquerque for many years. So uh, seeing uh, Jared Reed, uh, the safety. Uh, also, I, I believe he's a special team or return specialist has done some of that stuff before, too um getting a guy like that i i think would be a lot of fun i mean um I, I think glover quinn was like the last like like big draft pick that that the new mexico lobos had in the secondary um and he was like a 10 year 11 year pro um and i i think this guy's maybe a little more athletic than than quinn was and uh, i think he can do a lot of the same things and you know maybe that's a guy that you that you pick up and Maybe he spends the first year of his career on the practice squad and then ends up, you know, making a big impact. Um, you know, maybe it's a late round draft pick. Maybe he's a undrafted free agent. But that, for me,
2: that'd be a lot of fun. Charles, I found a very good coffee spot in Albuquerque. Oh yeah, I did, I did not know that uh, you were an Albuquerque guy. Yeah. Satellite Coffee. Oh yeah, oh
3: yeah. Wonderful uh, point. It's there's a another restaurant. I think that. Um, oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. But it's like an offshoot of another restaurant
2: in Albuquerque that's really popular. Hmm. Fount. Yeah. Uh, when BJ and I, uh, BJ Kessel and I went out to Las Vegas, we took take the Southern out, we go through Albuquerque. When the first time we stopped at the Breaking Bad house out there, um, lady or man or whoever lives there does not want you to see it. Like, they do not want you anywhere. Are there. you talking about the one where they threw the pizza on the roof?
3: Yeah. Or, okay, yeah. Yeah, no, they have, like, a big fence up around that now. They actually in an old town in Albuquerque, New Mexico. They do a tour, uh, like a Breaking Bad tour, where they have like the 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 um, the the van or whatever that yeah. the camper that they're in when they're when they're crafting meth in the first season, <laughs> right? Um, and they take them through. There's there's the house that was I think like Jesse's parents' house. It's actually right around the corner from where my parents live. Oh, wow. and uh, whenever I'm in town, I'm, I'm like i'll help my parents i'll walk their dogs and or i'm always walking the dogs and the bus will come
2: by and all the people who are in it they'll wave and i'm like yeah Breaking <laughs> bad <back. Woo." laughs> great great show no yeah. but satellite coffee we did go there uh to do a podcast a little it, wi-fi very good wi-fi there, there go. um there uh, so satellite coffee i was always gonna have a special place in my heart yeah. um Charles, we got some more questions. We got some more football questions coming up. We've got uh, some. We got a little baseball football infusion question coming up that we're going to get to right after this break.
1: A sports network for today's fan. KC Sports Network, podcasts, YouTube, social media, live shows. KCSN. It's only a kick, oh, a jump, a block. Oh, it's only a serve. Back.
0: It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
2: All right, welcome back into 21 Questions presented by McAdoo. hanging out here with Charles Goldman. I'm Tucker Franklin. This one is from Ross Sawyer, the Browns GM. Uh, you're going to hear some of that. They've got the members mock draft going on, uh, if you don't know already in the in the Discord. they, they So they've changed all their names to, know, to the, be the for proper GMs. Ross asked us, in their prime, would you rather see George Brett play safety for the Chiefs or Chris Jones play first base for the Royals? Ooh. I want to say, yeah, I feel like it'd be really fun. I feel
3: like Chris Jones would be a really fun baseball player, like yeah. with his personality and everything. I, I think he'd be a guy that just be great, great, uh, great guy to have on a baseball team. Yeah, I, I, I gotta go with Jones at first base, I think.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I think that George Brett has the attitude to play safety in this Bagnolo defense, yeah. um, especially in his prime. You saw him fly out of that dugout and go after that umpire. I think oh, yeah. that would be fun, but but Chris Jones, that's a that's a Big body right there at first base. I think that that's a hard one to to turn away. Yeah, uh, he, he he's definitely gonna make some plays at first base. No, oh, yeah. he can scoop. He got the good hands. He can scoop him. You've seen the you've seen the videos of him. So I have no doubt that Chris Jones could be a serviceable first baseman defensively. Uh, offensively might be another issue. But I don't, I don't know how he does it at the plate. We're gonna have to. We might have to ask him that. Yeah, pose so. that question to him. <laughs> Chris, do you think that you could hit a curveball? Uh, let's see what he says. I'm sure he'd be very confident in his skills. I think so too. All right, this one is from KCLVIII LV Niners. Uh, my football question: Who drops far enough for the Chiefs to go up and get them? Uh, and I've and I've kind of fra- I've kind of heard this question thrown out a little ways. One guy specifically, a guy who is falling a lot, Jalen Carter. Obviously, not because of on the field things. He's not falling because of all the field talent It's all, all off the field. Um, what are your thoughts? Who do you think it is that guy that falls that makes chiefs want to go out for him?
3: Yeah. I'd be surprised if, uh, Carter fell out of the top 10. I think just too much talent teams are doing their, their research in that like top yeah. 10 area on him. Uh, I think that he'll, I think that he'll still be a top 10 guy. Um, I don't know. I've heard this, this is such a polarizing class of wide receivers, right? Um, I think everyone's saying JSN is like the top guy. I, I think that that's that's probably like written in stone right now. But like after that, it's kind of well wishy-washy. I mean, we're we're seeing some some recent hype for Zay Flowers. He's invited to the draft. That's usually a good indication that hey, this guy's gonna go and like at least like the top forty picks. Maybe he doesn't go round one, but he's like top top forty he's for sure going, right? Um, it's pretty rare that they invite a guy who who they don't expect to go in those top picks. i i think he could go i think he could be the second receiver off the board after jsn um and then you're talking okay where where's qj is he she is gonna like fall if he can does he fall to like 15 fall fall to, like 19 right you know, you know, i did a recent mock draft with our our, uh, our network of editors uh, at usa today and he fell to QJ fell to 19, I, wow. I, I'm, I'm like, I feel like the Chiefs could probably move up in range to get him if that's if that's the case. So, yeah. I, I think that's someone you got to kind of look at, and you know, again, if, if quarterbacks start going, if some of these interior offensive linemen, maybe some tight ends start going in the middle of the first round there, then you're like, you're seeing some of these edge rushers, some of these, uh offensive tackles, maybe drop in
2: into a range where you could trade up and get them. Absolutely. Um I do think there's a lot of there's the unpredictability. So okay, I think CJ Stroud's going one. I think we can we all kinda of think that. We all kind of know that. But like kind of outside of that, that's where it gets fun. Um I mean there's a, Bryce Young going to two. Right. I mean you're going to have those quarterbacks, you're going to have that run on quarterbacks, but when those quarterbacks are go, there's going to be teams do some stuff that you don't see happen. So there are going to be guys fall happens in every draft. Whether the Chiefs like them or want to move up for them, that's going to be the interesting thing. And that's going to be able to see. But I think that um, Jalen Carter is the most interesting one, I think, with just the way he's falling. I, don't, I agree with you. I don't think he's going to get like to 15. Like, I don't really think he'll get out of 10. But if he does get to 15, through the Chiefs, you've got to be thinking, what can we do? What what can we put together? You've got 10 picks. You're probably not going to make all 10 of those picks. What can we do to get up there and get a guy at defensive tackle cuz imagine Jalen Carter next to Chris Jones like. Right. Well,
3: it, and this isn't a guy that like they haven't done research on, right? They huh. had they had um our defensive line coach out at the Georgia Pro Day work him and Nolan Smith out. So like they've they've done a little bit of homework there. Um probably not as much as other teams are not bringing him in on the like top 30 visit. It doesn't appear. They're not, you know, uh, I, they might've had an interview with him at the combine. I can't really re- recall off the top, but, um, they're, they're, they're at least
2: preparing for like that slight possibility that, Hey,
3: something happens.
2: Sure. That's what you want. Uh, this question's from Craig again, another Craig question. Who is a day three guy you'll pound the table for? He wants both a Charles, my guy and a Tucker, my guy.
3: A three guy I would pound the table for. Give me the wide receiver out of Princeton, Andre Iosivas. Mm. uh track athlete, like big guy. He's like six six three, two ten. Like he is, he's definitely got some size to him. Uh I I think, you know, if if things go wrong, you know, early on for the Chiefs at the wide receiver position, you know, my thoughts are like if you can't get one of the top guys, make sure you're getting guys with like high ceilings that can maybe one day become a top guy. Like like this guy clearly has the athleticism, right? he's clearly the athlete to be able to do it. Um, yeah, you know, but maybe need some refinement, need some work with the with the coaches, coaching staff in the weight room, whatnot, pro level, uh, to really achieve like his full potential. I, I think, you know, if you can if you can get a guy like that and if you think you can catch maybe like, you know, if he can have, a, a, at minimum, the Sky Moore season in his rookie year, you'll be right. pretty good about it, right?
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the guys. that When we were at the East-West Shrine Bowl, uh, there, there's been some buzz for uh, Demario Douglas, the Liberty wide receiver. Um, he could sneak into day two. Keandre Coburn was a guy that I thought about that who's probably going to go in day two. Uh, Luke Schoonmaker, uh, the tight end out of uh, Michigan, is a guy that good I good think— blocker. Good, and I think he would be really good in this room if you don't take a tight end early. He's probably a guy that I'm looking at and saying, okay, uh, maybe they can maybe they can get a guy here with uh, with Schoonmaker, um, out of Michigan. So there's a lot of a lot of guys at that that Shrine Bowl in that area. That's you know, that's why I like going to that Shrine going to the Shrine Bowl is you get to talk to these players that are going to be available in these later rounds and you know more of these names when it comes to the later rounds. So it interesting one from the Shrine Bowl.
3: I think uh, Derek Parrish, he was out there, yes, yes, he was edge Ed rusher fullback combo, yeah. like, <laughs> like. I, I just, I, I love it. I love it. Like, <laughs> you know, you, you have the the mentality to be able to, uh, you know, play edge and, and, you know, get after guys and then, you know, pull back and also get after guys
2: they be the ball. I love it. I love it. No, he's a, a lot of fun to see him in KC. It would be. I think Ken Swanson described him as a football player. Uh, he just, he just, he just plays football. That's what he does. Uh, so uh, lots of good stuff. Uh, from the East Shrine Rumble, you can check out all of our content there on our YouTube page, obviously. Um, but here's a good question uh from Zach, other Loomis Cowboys co GM. He he wants us to describe what we think the ideal game fit game day fit would be for each member of the lab, but he already made the pictures. Charles, I don't know if you've
3: seen yes. these in the Discord. <laughs> I did see them. I did see them. The-
2: they're actually incredible and I don't know if we really need to like expand on what they are because I think he they- kinda hit it out of the park.
3: Yeah, no, they're perfect. I mean So he clearly, he took pictures from, uh, the, the chiefs from players showing up for games, practice, (laughs) whatever.
2: Um, and and, oh man,
3: (laughs) they're good. They're real good.
2: So it's, I believe this is Travis Kelsey, the one that Craig is on, um, in the, in the fur coats, got a bunch of different designs on it, some striped pants, white t-shirt. I could definitely see Craig rocking this bit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen Craig wear that before. This one, I believe, is a Harrison Butker one, which is the one that uh, Kent Swanson is yeah. photoshopped on. Just a nice, clean suit. Yeah. Um, just with, with the bag? The with banne- the, the, the leather bag. bag. Very, 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 very Kent. I feel like he could rock that. Yes, I agree. And I think I even think, too, the loafers with no socks is a very Kent move. <laughs> I, um, I, I don't right. know Matt that well to know that, but <laughs> but, but... I think <laughs> that's a very good one. And the last one, which is probably, it's I do think, perfect. is the best one. It is Maddie, and he is Anthony Sherman in the overalls with the no shirt on, the cutoff overalls, yeah. the jort overalls with a duffel bag and a, just a plastic sack. Like that's so perfect. Yeah. I mean, you know, out on the farm, you gotta, that's, that's perfect for, for Maddie. I love it. He's also wearing uh like work boots too. Um, <laughs> so good. it's just, it's just all a uh, very perfect. I mean, it's, it's the best. If you so if you're not a member of the KCSN Discord, this is a reason to go yes, in yeah. and subscribe to the KCSN Substack. so you get access to this KCS Discord. Yep. Um so was, on there. Let's it yeah, it is a it is a good time. Like there's a lot of people that oh, let's see how many we have right now. I'll, I'll pull it up and I know we were getting very close to the five hundred uh, mark with the uh with the server. I think I think we've made it um, in the in the past couple of days. So um big community there. It's like a fun Twitter is how I've described it. Yes. Um it's it's a bunch of guys, a bunch of people, I should say. There's, there's girls in there. We got yeah. girls in there. Sure. Um, there's plenty, uh, but that we just hang out with and, and talk Chiefs. So let's end with a let's let's end with a fun question. Okay. This one is from Jerry Jones, Co GM Brandon W. He says, "What is your favorite childhood movie?" Oh man, favorite
3: childhood
2: movie. Hmm. Interesting. Uh. I'll start. So I'll give you some time to think about it. Yeah, I know that when I was a kid, I watched The Sandlot a lot. Um, I watched, I watched The Sandlot. Had it on VHS. Um, we would just, re- I just play it all the time. That's basically what I just throw in. I can remember throwing it in the VHS and just watching it until it got done. Rewind it, just watch it again, just have it on TV. Um, I watched a lot of The Sandlot. Um, Iron Giant was another one that I watched a lot of. Um, but yeah, that's the one that that's the one that first comes. Maybe I'll think of some more. But it, those were the first two that I can remember watching. Just a lot of. Same thing in like anime. I was thinking like Fern Gully and like like a bunch of like like
3: animated. Uh, gosh, like Land Before Land Before Time Land Before Time. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh... Yeah, some sad moments in those movies for like very child like yeah like kids movies. It's a little, like when I think back on it now, I'm like, my goodness, right? Well, yeah. We yeah. we t- teach our our childrens you know, yeah, like grim things with these these films,
2: but yeah, I don't think I. Can. Sandlot is the one that I can really remember. Yeah, the I Emmy and classic. It's it's the sports element of it. And, you know, it's just about being a kid. You know, yeah. Sandlot is really what it's all about. It's just being a kid. The, um, the scenes at the pool are just classic, classic, classic. Great film. Great film. Hi, right, Charles, I appreciate you hopping on, joining me for a uh, a 21 questions episode presented by our good 100. friends at Macadoodles. Any final thoughts for before we go? Uh, man, I'm just I'm so excited for the
3: draft. I'm so excited that the, the KCSN draft guide is out and that uh, and that we're able to you know, share this time of the year with uh, with all our fans. And soon
2: uh, we got everything going on in Kansas City for the draft. It's uh, it's going to be exciting. Lots going on for the draft. Not only with the draft being in Kansas City, we got a lot of stuff going on. So make sure you check out our social channels moving forward to what we are doing at KC Sports Network. We will keep you up to date with what the plans are uh, for KCSN on draft day. If you are going to be in Kansas City, we've got a lot of stuff planned that week. We're a few weeks out now, but we're getting it, all that stuff cemented. So you guys coming to Kansas City, or you guys already in Kansas City, will can they come hang out with us. Just come uh, hang out, watch the picks come in, watch us just uh, vibe out. Guys being dudes is what it's going to be. Just some some guys watching football. Uh, So, Charles, once again, appreciate you joining me. That's going to do it for this week's episode of 21 Questions. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants.